That was a song called Wildflowers. That'll become obvious in a minute. But what is interesting is that was Miley Cyrus and her dad, dear old achy, breaky heart, Billy Ray Cyrus. So interesting duet. Recently, we learned about a major new luxury resort planned for the Grampians region west of Melbourne at the trailhead of a recently opened world-class hiking trail. It's known as the Grampian Peaks Trail and it meanders 160 kilometres from Mount Zero through Hall's Cap to Dunkeld. The Mount Zero Resort is to be built on land owned by Joe Gardner and her Australian Wildflowers Company that abuts the National Park Trail. I spoke to Joe about the development and the environmental sensitivity. Well, I'm speaking with Joe Gardner. Joe is uh, very, very big in the wildflower business in Victoria. And I have to confess to her, as I did off air, uh, I didn't really know wildflowers were such a big thing in Victoria. I know, I know about Western Australia, but it seems the Grampians as a region is very, very popular for wildflowers. And now Joe, through her friends and investors and uh, the property that she owns up there, are talking about putting a large resort, sustainable resort, I have to quickly add, up in that area near the uh, the Grampian Peaks Trail, which is a new development uh, up in the Grampians. Joe, welcome to Travel Writers Radio. Thank you. Lovely to have you there. Now, you're a flower grower. That's your business, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I think we have to be very upfront about that, that we're, we're flower growers first and um, tourism operators very second. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, if, if the crowds are coming to visit farm, how do you refer to it? Yeah, we call now? it the farm. Right. Yeah, and I think, like, I've, I've, lived, I've lived and grown up in the Grampians region all my life and, and I think we have, we have a range of farms in this area. It was just, we were very excited to see the development of the Grampians Peaks Trail over the last few years and seeing it open last year and we just thought there was an opportunity there to sort of capitalise on one of our properties which is directly adjacent to the Mount Zero Trailhead. Right, and one of our reporters has actually been and done that uh walk and reported on it so we know our audience know a little bit about it but um, I, I, the wildflower bit didn't connect with me I'm afraid so uh, <laughs> on the property that you've got which abuts the trail is that one of the growing areas for you or would you then plant it out to make it sort of uh, integrated with the resort and everything? No, it's one of our operating farms now. So we, on that property in particular, we grow a range of foliages and, and flowers and part of it's irrigated, part of it isn't irrigated. Um, but we've always kept in mind that there was the potential for developing something for, for the Peaks Trail. So the area in particular where the resort will be located, um, we've, we've never done significant cultivation there because we've always been keeping that area separate just in case there was an opportunity to develop it. Okay. But I think um, we're, quite, we're quite excited too that as the resort development in ten, and as our plannings progress, we've been really excited by the options of integrating both the flower farm into the story of... Um, the resort and being in, able to uh, tell those two stories together through some pretty clever landscaping. Yeah, now it sounds uh, to me as some stuff I've read online that you've engaged some experts to help you with this particular project. Tell us about that. So the whole project, the, the idea started pre-COVID. Um, we just were playing around with it as an idea and we thought maybe there's an opportunity to provide the idea for a resort on our farm to support the GPT and then sell it off to external people to, to run with, the experts in the field. 
as time went on, we sort of kept just playing with the idea and, and just investing a bit more and taking it a bit further and a bit further. And now we've got a whole team of people around us. The most recent group that we've engaged is Mandala Hospitality Group, who will actually be the operators of the resort once it's open. But they're also helping us now with providing some sort of overview um, and oversight in the development stages and make sure that our plans are on track, that they're doable, that they we're meeting the right markets um, and, and ticking all the boxes for operators. Um, but look, there's been a whole team of people along the way local planners, architects. So we're using Tropo Architects out of Adelaide who are very um, well known for sustainable development and and off-grid developments, which is really important to us that we think it's really important that we're sensitive to the environment that we're in and that we can offer offer an experience that actually reflects the, the nature of the, the land that you're in and, and the sensitivity of the site. So I think that's pretty critical and trying to tie into the feel of the Grampians Peaks Trail into the architecture that we use on site. Mm. Now, there's, uh, for those who haven't been to the Grampians, there are some massive rocks up there. Not quite, not quite Ayers Rock, but not far off. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but it's all, it's all big granite country, isn't it, up there? Yeah, yeah, granite and a bit of sandstone too. Like, I think that's the whole point of the Peaks Trail is to pick up the different range of aspects that you get and the different feels as you travel right through the Grampians National right. Park. And um, we're, we're strongly um, involved, obviously. We're really happy with the support we've heard from Grampians Tourism, but also to work with other operators in the park, and including like the, the Royal Mail Hotel at Dunkeld, which people would be very familiar with, to, to make sure that as a group we're offering different different offerings but also understanding each other's packages so that we can all bounce off things and make that visitor experience better. Now the uh, the, the Dunkeld property uh, I, I have been and stayed at and uh, it, it's it's lovely and they put in a new conferencing facility there. Do you think you may be able to work with them and, and maybe conference attendees might come off site to visit your property and do something up there whether they may be in horticulture they may not might just be a business group how would that work with you do you think um look the where we've talked with um the royal mail is is to sort of make sure that if people want to use the whole trail that we can we can work with each other to provide services to interact throughout the park and you know and make sure that we've got a a pretty common approach to how we use third-party operators as well that might be supporting the the peaks trail through the through the through the whole um experience of the whole trail um, yeah, look, I've, I've loved the Royal Mail and I've been there very many, many, many times and enjoyed their conferencing facilities as well. Within our development, because of the sensitive nature of where we are right adjacent to the National Park, we've had to look at um, how we're going to manage bushfire risk. And as yeah. part of that, we've then developed what we call the hall, which will be an underground facility that then opens up on the um, western edge of our property with large glass-facing windows. And that will actually be another event space that will be incorporated into the resort. So we're hoping that we'll be able to offer a conferencing venue as well as part of the facility. That, that sounds great. Just quickly, um, how many people would you anticipate the resort would be able to handle visitors? Uh, well, the, so there's... Yeah, so there's a few different elements to the to the resort. So in terms of accommodation, it's 40 keys at the moment. Yep. Um, so we're looking at a range of different offerings from um, a fairly standard room right through to your honeymoon suite, and trying to give some different travel experiences and accommodation experiences through that through that offering. Mm-hmm. 
Then we have a day spa, wet spa. Um, so it will have facilities for, you know, going and having your massage or there'll also be an open um, pool area as well for guests of the resort. Then we also have, what as I said, we have the hall, which should be able to cater for conferencing of perhaps like 80 to 100 people. That will have its own bar, restaurant or the bar facilities and then the restaurant will be able to cater for that side as well. Right. And then we have an, an event space that flows from our main, what we call the pavilion, which is a restaurant and kiosk so that we can service for both events on site and as well as catering for our guests on site if we have the two running at the same time. So probably potentially at any point in time, I think we're, we're working on sort of 180 to 200 people on site at any point in time. Okay. And Mandala, that sounds a bit like a wellness uh, group, is it? Uh, no, Mandala are a specialty hospitality group, so they operate a, a, a range of um, properties right across the east coast of Australia and Tasmania. Right. What, what really attracted us to Mandala was that they only work with regionally based assets, which, okay. which is really critical because I think there's a real difference between operating in a regional area versus an urban area. Right. So uh, live local, operate locally. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I can understand that. Uh, I mean, the regions do sometimes yeah. miss out. Although, I'd say if COVID's done one thing, it does certainly put some attention on the regions, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. And, and I think we, we actually suspended work on this project during COVID. I think a lot of people suspended their whole lives. But post-COVID, you know, we sort of got back on the on developing the project and, and looked to sort of the urban centres for investment into this project to sort of drive it to the next level. And after going around full circle, we've come back to the region to say, well, we live here, we work here, you know, so I've got fellow business operators in the region, we're actually going to invest and drive this locally. So all the investment in this project is being driven from the local level and it's being driven by people who understand what it is to live in the regions and what it is to develop our own assets. assets. So I think it, I'm pretty excited by the whole idea that Local people are investing in our own future and investing in our own infrastructure to drive what we see as a really critical need in the region. Yeah, well, that, that sounds like a fantastic idea, Joe. And, I mean, I congratulate you for thinking outside the square on, on this. Uh, you've obviously got a th thousands of acres up there to be able to see the potential of this in relation to something which isn't to do with wildflowers. I mean, the people on that trail are probably uh, more serious hikers, aren't they? Yeah, I think that there's a, there are pretty serious hikers on the trail, but there's also quite a large... Through the work that we've done, like so we've done a lot of studies into who we think the target markets are for these products. And the, like, the day trip visitor to the Grampians region is, is huge. And I think even just locally, you know, that discovering your own backyard through COVID... Um, has really built that um, push for regional tourism. I think I'd, I'd actually have to congratulate the state government too and, and their supporting agencies in the region to really drive the awareness of, of, of the regions post-COVID and, you know, that that just, you know, that, that one-night stay or the two-night stay in the regions versus, you know, your longer holiday, I think there's that, that market is, is really critical. And then, obviously, you have your um, higher lux end where people are looking for an experience, you know. So it may, you may not even go on a walk. You may just come to the area and, and enjoy, you know, just the space and the ambience of the region and travel out to other areas. So to the north of us, we have the Silo Arts Trail and up into the Mildura and the you know, in all those those desert regions and then straight to the south of us, you link straight down to the Great Ocean Road and, and all the all the travel opportunities that go through there. So 
I think, you know, there's a range of markets and that's what we're trying to do is provide a, provide a facility that, that can actually activate the northern Grampians end of the, of the Grampians National Park to give, give the opportunity for travellers to sort of link up to other regions throughout the area and have a really different experience in the Wimmera. Mm. Now, Joe, how far off do you think this resort is? I know you, you're in the planning stage, obviously. You suspended it during COVID, but it sounds like you're, it's all... Uh, full steam ahead now when do you think you might sort of um, have something come up out of the ground up there well we're hoping to have builders appointed by sort of march april next we're hoping to have builders appointed by march of next year and at this stage completion should be um is on it's scheduled for december 2024 okay well that's great it's not that not that far away and i think this sounds like something really needed in your particular region. I know it used to have a bit of a reputation as a camping destination, but uh, the Royal Mail sort of changed that attitude a little bit, didn't it? <laughs> yes, it has. <laughs> yeah. No, well, it's great. Some, yeah. some of us want a few more creature comforts. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, if, it, if it hasn't got a butler and air conditioning, a lot of us don't want to know about it. <laughs> so, Joe, uh, congratulations on, on the project. Uh, it's uh, absolutely great news for the for the people up there, but also for Melburnians. Uh, and I guess you also get visitors, given what you grow there, the wildflowers, I guess you get visitors from all over Australia, do you? Yes, and pre-COVID internationally. So, yeah, we've often hosted people from all around Australia and, and um, yeah, throughout, throughout Asia and Americas as well. So pretty excited to give them um, another opportunity to stay and, and spend some longer time in the region. Joe Gardner, thank you so much for your time and congratulations and good luck with the project. Thank you very much. Joe Gardner was speaking with Graham Kemlo. This is the Travel Writer Show on J-Air 88FM in Melbourne. I hope you enjoyed that story about the Grampians Peaks Trail, which is uh, destined to become uh, a very popular one on the world walking map, I reckon. It's a 13-day, 160-kilometre trail, all uh, newly laid, beautiful, and uh, we'll have a resort at each end, so that's pretty good. Coming up now, I've got a little bit of music in case you want to practice for the long walk. This is uh, Eric Clapton, old slow hand, with Walking Blues.